Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. Live from the New York Giants Super Bowl Champions Parade, it's the 4th and Inches show, the 200th show. Congratulations, Jana. How are you this evening? Well, I'd be a lot better if I had a kitten-sized Jake Luton jersey on its way to your house for Blue the Kitten. I, I almost, as much as I hated ruining against Aaron Rodgers, I almost was vindicated on Sunday. So that was tough. The, the Cowboys were on a bye, so, you know, things weren't as bad as they could have been. How are you doing so far, Sherpa? Your Giants are on a bye this week. you got to be riding high. Um, yeah, I am, until I looked at their schedule and realized that I think they're only going to win two more games this season. But that might still that be could, enough to win the division. It could be team. enough to win the division. It could be. <laughs> I think Cincinnati and Dallas are winnable. But other than that, I think they might be looking at a um, – they might be going two and four from here on out, I think, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, it's it's uh, nothing really pretty happening in the NFC East, I think is the kindest way to put it. I was just glad they beat Philadelphia for the first time in four years. That was, that was a milestone. That was nice. I'll take that. Yeah. I mean, so, it's little things in life, but, uh, you know? Yeah, I can't believe it in our 200th show already. It doesn't seem like we've been doing it that long. I don't know how many names I've mangled over the 10 years, but uh, <laughs> YouTube is my friend. I even learned yeah. how to pronounce Kalen Balaj's name correctly this week, so I'm feeling proud of myself. That's good. You got Tua Tungavailoa last week. You got Kalen Balaj this week. You're on a roll. If San Antonio Holmes yeah, ever I, comes out of retirement, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I intentionally left Tua off of my top 10 quarterbacks list this week because I wasn't sure that I wanted to press my luck. <laughs> but he is on the waiver wire list, though, so I've got one shot. He's out there. He's out there. We're going to have to – we're all just going to have to cross our fingers and hope for the best. Right. It is pretty crazy to think that we've we've come to 200 episodes. We started this 11 years ago just kind of winging it like, hey, we think this will be cool. And we have we've had quite the ride since then. We've we've been nominated for awards. We've been all over the place on other podcasts. I've lived in four states. We've done the show from various places around the country. <laughs> yeah, I can still it's remember you doing the show once from a restaurant kitchen, and yep, I think yep. kitchen my favorite, my oddest place that I've done the show from was uh, I was in a building in New York City once that didn't have very good cell reception, so I went outside in about 30-degree weather and in overcoat and gloves with my show notes and uh, did the show, but you do what you got to do. Hey, man, you do. You do. I think I did it driving down 95 one night. I mean, we've been all over the place. <laughs> yeah, and as you mentioned, we both moved. I've gotten married and through several relationships yeah. each, so yeah, yep. it's uh, yep. been a crazy 10 years, but here we are. We've we've uh, adopted a few cats along the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
three in particular <laughs> on this end. But uh, yep, yep. yeah, just one over here. I got to catch up. But we've got Blue the Kittens now, a frequent flyer on the uh, the show. At some point, we'll probably have to start call- stop calling him the kitten. But you know, called LeBron James Next kitten season. for a while. Yeah, that's true. I'll graduate to be Blue the Cat next season. Yeah, we can only hope. Maybe next season I'll be wearing a a nice uh, Jake Luton jersey. You just never know. There's still a chance. Not this week. I think he'll still be Luton free. (laughs) Well, I think think we're probably all going to be Luton free after this week because he's probably going to get murdered by the uh, Steelers defense. So we'll pour a little out preemptively for for our homie Jake Luton. But, uh, Okay. It's it's certainly been a wild ride. We've got a an action packed show per usual. Uh, we've got a, a plethora of injuries this week, including the vast majority of quarterbacks that could potentially be on your fantasy team. So the waiver wire is going to be very important, as well as we're coming into that playoff push. This is the time you got to get your team right so you can get into the playoffs and then hopefully find yourself a fantasy football title. We've got our game predictions, who to start, who to sit, daily fantasy uh, projections as well. So we've got all kinds of stuff coming your way. As always, like we've told you for the last 200 episodes, you can find us all over social media because just one hour a week is just not enough. I was hoping we'd be posting a picture of Blue in his tiny kitten jersey, but that's going to have to hold off another week. Uh, You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show, at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. And, of course, you can find any episodes you missed or if you just want to hear the sound of our voice, you can find it anywhere that your favorite podcast is, which, of course, is ours, and on Blog Talk Radio on our show page as well. So there's 199 other episodes you could be listening to currently. So, uh, you know, if you're traveling for Thanksgiving, now's the time to plan accordingly. And uh, we are coming up next week is our always popular uh, Thanksgiving edition where we'll be naming our turkeys, perhaps pardoning a few. Uh, That is, if there's anyone still healthy to pardon at that point. (laughs) Or denying that they need a pardon. Yeah, this is true. (laughs) Also, to throw yet another wrinkle into your lineups for this week, we do have four teams on a bye. So a few of those healthy players are actually just not playing this week, uh, including Buffalo, Chicago, your New York Giants, and the San Francisco 49ers. So let's dive right into our uh, our injury report. You can cook your Thanksgiving turkey ahead of time. Whatever you need to do, you get a little time on your hands here. Uh, probably the most notable of the week is Drew Brees. He's going to likely miss time, though no one's actually committing to that, after suffering multiple broken ribs and a punctured lung. Uh, Allegedly, he came into the game on Sunday with one uh, fractured rib and left with at least five uh, on both sides of his rib cage. He punctured a lung, and that's why we got the James Winston experience for the second half. They seem to not want to commit to him missing any time. They're not putting him on IR, but uh, most doctors are saying optimistically two to three weeks is probably what he's going to miss. I mean, if I had five fractured ribs, uh, I would probably be on the IR forever. So props to him for playing through that for at least some of the time. Also, scary uh, final moments last night on the Monday Night Football game. Uh, Nick Foles was carted off at the end of the game with what looked like potentially a fractured hip injury. Matt Nagy was Definitely not optimistic post-game about his condition, but today it's being reported that Foles likely has escaped a major injury. Um, They're just calling it a hip and glute injury right now, and it's possible that he's going to be available after their bye this week, whether or not he'd be starting, unsure. Uh, Don't forget, 
<laughs> Mitchell Trubisky was in for one play two weeks ago and injured his shoulder, so he might not be available. Depends how healthy they get coming off the bye. So who's going to play quarterback for the Bears? We're not really sure. But Nick Foles does not have a fractured hip, so that's real positive. Uh, Matt Stafford suffered a thumb injury on Sunday. X-rays are negative. He shouldn't miss any time, uh, unless, of course, he ends up on the COVID list for a third time this season without actually having COVID. He's, he's a frequent flyer there, so hopefully he'll stay healthy and away from sick people this week. Panthers quarterback Teddy Bridgewater left the game with a, a knee injury on Sunday. They're calling it a sprained MCL and is saying that he's day-to-day. Uh, he was relieved by P.J. Walker, XFL phenom from the Houston Roughnecks, who went 5-0 and during his XFL time. As a season ticket holder here in Washington for the XFL, I can tell you there were some quality players. He was far and above uh, most of them. Uh, So if he is under center, dude can throw a little bit. I I don't hate the idea. But uh, out in Denver, someone who's not really throwing all that well is quarterback Drew Locke. He's dealing with uh, what they're calling a rib injury. They're saying it's a severe strain and some bruising in the rib area, not actually any fractured or broken ribs. He is being called week to week. He's not ruled out yet for this week, but he's quote on an uphill battle for him to play. So very unlikely you see Drew Locke under center this week and in the future still questionable. The Dolphins released running back Jordan Howard. He has also cleared waivers as of this afternoon, so he's eligible to sign somewhere else. Where that might be, we're not sure, but there are certainly some teams who need running back help. Green Bay officially activated Alan Lazard from the injured reserve list from that core injury. We're hopeful we might see him last week, but as always, those Green Bay trainers are a little more cautious than everybody else, so he's going to be back and playing this week. The 49ers are still hoping to have Jimmy Garoppolo back at some point this season with his second high ankle sprain, but it's definitely not going to be this week. Uh, They're on a bye, and Nick Mullins is still going to be your guy coming out of the bye week, but they are hoping he'll play at some point. That's, that's like a big shrug out of San Francisco. So we'll see what happens there. The Jaguars put running back Chris Thompson on IR today with a back injury. They are certainly uh, very thin at running back. Also, quarterback Gardner Minshew is not going to return this week. It's still going to be the Jake Luton experience. Uh, he is beginning to throw this week, so that's a good sign coming back from that thumb injury. Uh, quite frankly, I wouldn't want someone's first game back to be against the Steelers right now either, so that makes some sense to me. There are multiple teams dealing with positive COVID tests so far this week, notably the Browns, Giants, Falcons, and the Raiders. Uh, the Browns did have to close their facility for part of the day yesterday, but it is reopened now. Uh, so keep an eye on that. Obviously, you want to have a backup plan for the Giants, less so, but for the Falcons, Raiders, and Browns players on your roster this week, just in case. Cowboys quarterback Andy Dalton has risen from the dead. He is back from his concussion and positive coronavirus test. He is fully practicing and is going to be their starter this week against the Minnesota Vikings or the fighting Dalvin Cooks, as pretty much everyone else is calling them now. Seattle still having major injury woes, uh, particularly at running back. Chris Carson did not practice. He's still hoping to play this week with a foot injury. Um, Coming into the week, they seem more optimistic about him than Carlos Hyde, but Carlos Hyde's actually the one practicing right now. He was limited. Uh, Also, more concerning to me, though, both of their centers are not practicing. They have two centers on the roster. Neither of them have been practicing this week. That's not great for Russell Wilson, so keep an eye on that. Adam Gates has announced that Joe Flacco will be the starter this week. Sam Darnold's still dealing with that shoulder injury, so we're going to get the Joe Flacco experience once again. The Carolina Panthers are likely going to be without running back Christian McCaffrey for another week and possibly 
Um, more going forward, he's still week to week with that shoulder injury. The Ravens lost tight end Nick Boyle for the season with a pretty gruesome knee injury uh, on that game Sunday night. Dolphins are likely going to have running back Matt Bre- running back Matt Breida back from his hamstring injury. Uh, so Jordan Howard uh, clearly was losing the few touches he had, and we'll see how Matt Breida fits in with that offense now that two is under center. In Buffalo, wide receiver John Brown left the game with what looked like a pretty bad leg or ankle injury. Um, they're on a bye this week. It doesn't seem to have been as serious as it looked initially, so they're hoping that maybe he'll be back on the field after the bye week. Vikings tenant Irv Smith is dealing with a groin injury. He's questionably did not play last week, so they're going to see how he practices this week. Out in Arizona, running back Kenyon Drake uh, returned from his ankle injury last week. He has been limited at practice so far this week, but it's more precautionary thing than anything else. He should be fine for this weekend. In Cincinnati, uh, they're they're still very up in the air about whether or not running back Joe Mixon is going to play this week with a foot injury. Seriously, we're going to have to see how the rest of the week goes practice-wise with him. Same thing goes for Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley. Uh, They seem to think whether or not he practices on Wednesday is going to be a pretty good indicator about whether or not he's playing. He isn't practicing, but he has been running with trainers during practice, so at least he's moving pretty well with that foot injury. So I would think it's more than likely we're going to see him come Sunday, but keep an eye on that. No news yet on Lions wide receiver Kenny Galladay, who's missed the last two games with a hip injury. Uh, he is not on the practice field yet, so we're waiting to see how that goes, but I would definitely have a plan B there. Eagles tight end Zach Ertz is eligible to come off IR this week. Uh, he's been dealing with that ankle injury. It uh, doesn't look like he's going to be activated off the IR yet. They have until week 14, so I don't think this is going to be the week. Possibly next week we'll see him back, though. Wait and see for Chiefs wide receiver Sammy Watkins. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury. Pretty decent chance he plays this week. Uh, he did practice a little bit leading, leading up to their Week 9 game, and then they had that bye last week. So I think he's going to be back on the field. Colts tight end Jack Doyle is still in the concussion protocol. Pretty doubtful we're going to see him on the field this week. Jaguars wide receiver LaVisca Chenault is returning to practice this week. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury, so that is a good sign for his availability this week. So keep an eye on that. In Seattle, wide receiver Tyler Lockett is day-to-day with a knee injury. He is not practicing right now, so I would definitely keep a close eye on that. In Seattle, tight end Greg Olson is questionable. He popped up on the injury report today with a foot injury. He was limited at practice. And our our favorite, running back Jamichael Hasty. He uh, broke his collarbone this week. He's likely done for the season. Coming back off the bye week, the 49ers are hoping to need a little more depth at running back. It looks like Tevin Coleman's going to return from his knee injury as well as Raheem Mostert. So might have some guys healthy. It's just not so much this week. <laughs> what have you done in your time, Sherpa? <laughs> well, I baked a celebratory cake for us, but then I turned away for a second and blew the kitten and ate it because he has this food aggression thing. <laughs> he might not be kitten-sized anymore after eating a whole cake. <laughs> well, it was a pretty small cake, but still, yes, you're right. <laughs> he could probably so play we have, for uh, the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah, he might he might play better with the Seahawks this week. After the cake, he's probably I mean, Russell Wilson runs around enough. I think anybody could do it at this point. They just need to find someone who's actually still healthy and like maybe they could get a jersey on. If the job requirement is putting a jersey on him and just having him run around and trip people, he'll be pretty good at that. <laughs> that's his forte. That's a sweet spot, huh? Speak from experience, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, well, I'm not explaining. He's a five-tool kid, and we appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, um, waiver wires. Yes, yes. So you got to fill these holes we have here. All right. So starting off at running back, I like uh, Sovereign Ahmed with the Dolphins going up against Denver this week. DJ Dallas, even if Carlos Hyde is healthy, uh, going up against Arizona. Naeem Hines, who's carved out a nice uh, piece for himself in the Colts passing attack the last couple weeks. Gus Edwards, Boston Scott, Cam Akers, Malcolm Brown, Kalen Balage, Jordan Wilkins, Brian Hill, and Devontae Booker all widely available in leagues. Pick them up if you need them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it seems almost like running back has has a lot more depth this week. I feel like there's they've been the walking wound, and we're finally starting to get a little healthier. It's like quarterback is definitely our wasteland this week as far as the waiver wire. Yeah, I mean when we start to get you know guys like Raheem Mostert, and you know last week Nick Chubb came back, and Austin Eckler's supposed to be back, and hopefully Christian McCaffrey before long. So. Hopefully that'll help some uh, people's fantasy teams. Certainly will help mine. That's for sure. I get tired of watching uh, Christian McCaffrey on my bench. <laughs> yeah. So um, mm-hmm. for wide receivers, I like uh, Jacoby Myers for New England. Alan Lazard, as you mentioned, off of IR. His running mate, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Michael Pittman, T.Y. Hilton, and Zach Pascal. So pretty much any Colts uh, wide receiver is available, widely available. Uh, Jalen Rager, Sammy Watkins, Michael Gallup, Larry Fitzgerald, Nelson Aguilar, Tim Patrick, Keelan Cole, Hunter Renfro, Randall Cobb, Rashad Higgins, and uh, Rashad Higgins and Rashad Perriman all widely available on uh, many leagues. Those would be my wide receiver waiver wire recommendations for the week. Yeah, yeah. Um, as much as I, I don't love Philip Rivers, they're certainly going to throw an awful lot, so <laughs> not a bad spot to be looking. Okay, uh, moving on to quarterbacks, uh, lots of choices here. Two, uh, Derek Carr liked the matchup against Kansas City this week. Alex Smith, Baker Mayfield. I am all in on the Janus Winston experience against Atlanta. Kirk Cousins, Tua Tagovailoa. Nailed it. Teddy Bridgewater, if he's healthy enough to play. P.J. Walker, if he isn't. Thank you. Joe Flacco, (laughs) Philip Rivers, Andy Dalton, Jake Luton, and uh, Brett Ripien, if Drew Locke's not available. Those are all guys. So that's basically half the league that's uh, eligible to start this week. Uh, You know, that's on waiver wires, but uh, but, uh, those are the guys that I'd be looking to roughly in that order. Yeah. I mean, Jake Lewin's going to have to throw an awful lot, but he might actually get killed in this game. So you got to weigh that, that risk and reward. <laughs> That's yeah. not a defense I want to be yeah. playing right now. Nobody's really been able to shut down James Robinson completely so far this season. And he's the only, he's pretty much their only healthy running back. So I, he, you almost have to kind of protect him a little bit. Like We want to throw him out there, but I don't know who's going to be their running back should he go down. Well, I mean, the choices are either run him into the ground or have him pass protect uh, Jake Luton. I think I'd rather do the former. Probably, least, uh, initially. probably want to have him run, yes. I'm with you there. Okay. So as for um, tight ends, Logan Thomas would be my top pick. If he's available in your league, Robert Tanyan, uh, Trey Burton, Dalton Schultz, Jordan Akins, and Tyler Eifert. So pretty abbreviated list there, but uh, – 
some guys that uh, may be able to help you out if you're in need of a tight end. It's, it's yeah, weak. love love Logan Thomas and Alex Smith of yours too as well. So I, that's that's always a recipe for success. Okay, and as far as defenses, if you're looking to stream one this week, if you don't like the matchup you have or your defense is on a bye, uh, the Chargers are the this week's winner of the team that gets to play the Jets. Uh, Cleveland going up <laughs> against the Philly offense that hasn't been very impressive lately. Washington going up against Cincinnati, Denver versus Miami, Detroit at Carolina, Carolina hosting Detroit and Cincinnati of Washington are all defenses that I'd consider if I needed to stream one this week. Yeah, yeah, I, I've got no real beef with that. Okay, so why don't yeah, we move I'll on to our uh, avoid and uh, our top ten and avoid list for the week. Yeah, yeah, let's start where we always do, running back. All right, running back. Uh, I'll go first this week. Uh, Alvin Kamara at the top of my list. Josh Jacobs, James Conner, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, who looked awfully impressive in his uh, return last week, although he made a lot of uh, fantasy owners mad by running out of bounds at the one-yard line. Uh, Dalvin Cook, Chase Edmonds, Todd Gurley, Kalen Bellage and Ronald Jones, II on my rec- on my top ten list, and uh, honorable mentions to Kareem Hunt, C.J. Dallas, Antonio Gibson, Mark Ingram, and Mike Davis. If he's healthy enough to play, and Christian McCaffrey isn't. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have. We we agree on some. We certainly agree on some. Uh, I'm a little higher on some others, which is not surprising. Uh, I have Alvin Kamara at the top of my list as well. Uh, not having Drew Brees certainly means that he's going to be an even bigger part of that offense. Dalvin Cook coming in at a very close 1A. Uh, I think he's going to have himself a very nice day, as well as Aaron Jones checking in at 3 for me. I have Mike Davis all the way up at number 4 on my list. Uh, Derrick Henry rounding out my top 5. Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Nick Chubb, DeAndre Swift, and James Robinson rounding out my top 10. As usual, our... Uh... Avoid my avoid list and your recommended list uh, have some overlap, and I'm sure your avoid list and my recommended list have some overlap. But uh, um, on my avoid list this week are Derek Henry, Ezekiel Elliott, James Robinson, Miles Sanders, Melvin Gordon, III, Damian Harris, James White, Michael Perrine, uh, Philip Lindsay, uh, P. Ryan, Philip Lindsay, uh, Sonny <laughs> Michelle, if he's back, and uh, Dishonorable mention to Boston Scott, who had a pretty nice run against the Giants, but I wouldn't want him on the roster this week. He's not in the starting lineup. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the most fruitful game uh, for the the Eagles as far as fantasy points go, but we shall see. Uh, It depends which team it shows up, I guess, and maybe if they want to play four whole quarters of football, which we haven't seen them do yet this season. Uh, on my avoid list, I've got Chris Carson at the top. I, I'm really not feeling good about whatever's going on. They're excited about him coming back. I am less so. I think you have better options out there. Uh, Mark Ingram checking in, as well as Brian Hill, Latavius Murray, Malcolm Brown, Matt Breida, who, yes, he's coming back. I just don't know how he's going to look with Tua. I, I, any other week, I'm probably on board, but I want to see what happens first. Le'Veon Bell, Giovanni Bernard, Frank Gore, and Devontae Booker. Okay. Um, who's on your top ten list for wide receivers this week? 
Devontae Adams still at the top of my list, possibly forever. Uh, he seems to be the the uh, only receiver that Aaron Rodgers is looking at right now. DeAndre Hopkins, who made the catch of a lifetime uh, last week to crush the Bills' hearts. Uh, Julio Jones, Tyree Kill, and DK Metcalf. Like I said, with Tyler Lockett hurt, I think Metcalf's going to be the beneficiary there. Terry McLaurin checking in at six. Keenan Allen, Cooper Cup, Adam Thielen, and Chase Claypool, number 10 for me this week. Okay, we have uh, quite a bit of overlap here. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins All right. is, is uh, one on my list. Uh, Devontae Adams, too. So I agree with you about the top tier there. Tyreek Hill, DK Metcalf, Juju Smith-Schuster, who seems to have Ben Roethlisberger's eye again last couple of weeks. Michael Thomas, I expect him to play a big role in the James Winston-led offense. Keenan Allen, Cooper Cup. Mike Evans and DJ Moore rounding out my top ten and honorable mentions to Terry McLaurin and Adam Thielen, Tyler Lockett, if he's healthy enough to play, Julio Jones and Jarvis Landry. Okay, all right. Um, Tyler Lockett ended up on my avoid list. I don't love the look of this injury. I, I think that you can find a healthier wide receiver out there. C.D. Lamb, who Andy Dalton's just never going to get to a third read, so he's not going to see that many targets. Jerry Judy, again, an injured quarterback. We don't know where we're going to get there. Antonio Brown, Mike Williams, Corey Davis, Sammy Watkins, even if he's back from injury this week. Kenny Galladay, if he plays, I'm staying away from it. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. and Jalen Rager. Right, um, my avoid list has some overlap. I've got Amari Cooper at the top of it, Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, Jerry Judy, T.B. Lamb, Travis Fulgham, Jalen Rager, Keelan Cole, Tim Patrick, and Jameson Crowder rounding out my uh, avoid list. And uh, dishonorable mention to Michael Gallup and Rashad Paramount. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's not a good time to be a Cowboys wide receiver right now, that's for sure. Alrighty. Um, although Minnesota's uh, um, pass defense has not been impressive this season, at least until... The uh, problem is Chicago, it's still but... Andy Dalton on the other end throwing the football. I think I like Andy Dalton and the Cowboys receivers more than uh, the Bulls with the Bears receivers, but uh, we'll see. Maybe, yeah. maybe uh, I'll have to eat some crow next week. It wouldn't be the first time in 10 years or 200 shows. So. <laughs> um, oh, goodness. Have How about course- some kind of aviary disease in the, in the 200 shows, given the amount of crow I have had to eat, but... Uh, Anyway, uh, on the quarterback. So <laughs> True, and, and it's yeah, usually the other one reminding us to eat it. So. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, this is true. <laughs> okay. So now for oh, quarterbacks, um, I expect the Thursday night game and the Monday night game, the two bookend games, to be among the high, higher scoring games this week. So it won't surprise you that all four of those quarterbacks are on my top 10 list this week, but more specifically, Kyler Murray is just uh, having a phenomenal season, the top of the list, Russell Wilson, two, Ben Roethlisberger, three, Lamar Jackson, four, Patrick Mahomes, Jared Goff, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, and Tom Brady rounding out my top 10, but fear not, there's more. James Winston, (laughs) Baker Mayfield, Alex Smith, Deshaun Watson, and Kirk Cousins, I think, are all worth honorable mentions um, for this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Well, I, I've got Kyler Murray at the top of my list. I don't think there's really any way to argue with that. He's just phenomenal, like you said. Uh, he just keeps getting better, and his team's getting better around him, which certainly helps. Patrick Mahomes coming in at two. Uh, Russell Wilson rounding out my top three. I think he's going to have to throw a lot. I'm with you there. I think the uh, Thursday and Monday night games are certainly going to be uh, very fruitful point-wise. Uh, Justin Herbert checking in at four, and Deshaun Watson rounding out my top five. Then Roethlisberger down to six, just because I don't think he's going to have to throw quite as much, and I'm still still not totally sure what his legs, how his legs are under him. Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, and Joe Burrow rounding out my top ten. This might be the first time all season I put Matt Ryan on my recommend list for quarterbacks. Okay, so my avoids list has uh, Cam Newton at the top of it, Matthew Stafford, yep. Carson Wentz, Ryan Tannehill, Jake Luton, sorry, Blue, Joe Flacco, the Drew Locke, Brett Ripley and combo, whichever one starts, and then uh, Andy Dalton rounding out my avoid list for this week. I shockingly also have Andy Dalton on my avoid list, as well as Cam Newton, uh, Joe Flacco checking in, Jameis Winston. I am not excited about Jameis Winston leading this offense. It's a very explosive offense. I don't know how much Taysom Hill is going to cut into it. I think Alvin Kamara is going to be more of a star there. Jameis Winston just needs to not throw interceptions, and I'm not totally sure he can do that. Uh, Philip Rivers, also on the avoid list, as well as Alex Smith, Derek Carr, Drew Locke, et al. in Denver, Ryan Tannehill, and Carson Wentz. Okay, I'm tied into the like this week. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Loving Travis Kelsey this week. Uh, Darren Waller as well. It makes me a little sad Jason wins out in Oakland because he's just never going to be the guy. Darren Waller is way too good. Uh, Mark Andrews at three. Uh, like I talked about, he's he's kind of the guy now there. He's hopefully going to get a few more a few more looks, but we'll see. Hunter Henry, TJ Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard, Rob Gronkowski, Austin Hooper, Noah Font, and Eric Ebron. Yeah, I've also got Travis Kelsey at the top of my list. He's really a wide receiver masquerading as a tight end. But Travis yeah. Kelsey, Austin Hooper, Darren Waller, Eric Ebron, Logan Thomas, Mark Andrews, Hunter Henry, Rob Gronkowski, Jerry Cook, and Jordan Aiken. He's rounding out my top ten on Old Robert Tanyan, Ian Thomas, and Greg Olson if he's healthy enough to play. Well, I've got Greg Olson at the top of my avoid list. <laughs> when they're not, he's healthy enough to play. I don't want to start him. Uh, I think he's just got better value out there. Um, Irv Smith Jr. also checking in. If he's healthy to play, I don't want him on my roster. Gerald Everett, Richard Rogers, Mo Alley-Cox, Johnny Smith, Robert Tanyan, Tyler Higby, and Logan Thomas. As excited as I am about him, I just think that point-wise, there may be better options out there. All right, uh, you'll be happy to know TJ Hawkinson is at the top of my avoid list for this week. Uh, Johnny Smith and Dallas Goddard also on the avoid list. Uh, Noah Font, who is on your recommended list. Golden Schultz, uh, Tyler Eifert, and Chris Herndon. Hopefully you're not starting any of those last three guys or your team is probably in more trouble than, than you think. This is true. It's not great out there because that's what's going on for you. That's for sure. All right, defense is our favorite part of the show now. The kickers are no longer part of it. You know, I do miss the kickers. Every now and then I think about throwing in kicker and punter injuries for you, but, you know, there's just so many other people hurt. <laughs> yeah, I, I really only have two tiers this week for the defenses that I'm oh, recommending. Okay. There are going to be a lot of high-scoring games this week, so not many defenses that I like. But among those that I do like, Minnesota, Cleveland, 
the Chargers and Miami in the first tier, and second tier would have Houston, Carolina, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore in it. So hopefully you're fortunate enough to either have one of those eight on your roster currently or be able to pick up one of those uh, eight off of uh, waiver wire this week. Yeah, I feel like it's not like a great week for defenses this week, but it, it has been, I feel like, a higher scoring season overall. Uh, I have Minnesota at the top of my list. Shockingly, I am pessimistic about someone playing Dallas. Uh, <laughs> I got the Steelers at two, uh, Miami checking in at number three, the Chargers and the Washington football team running out my top five. I've got Cleveland, Baltimore, Philadelphia, New England, and Denver checking in for the uh, the old top ten there. Okay. Um, for the avoid list, I've basically got only two tiers, although there's more than ten teams in them. Atlanta, Seattle, and Tampa Bay are the ones that I like the least this um, week. And then the rest um, also to be avoided would be Arizona, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Kansas City, the Raiders, Detroit, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, the Jets, Indianapolis, and Las Vegas. I think I said the Raiders the first time I met the Rams. I still look at LAR. <laughs> you, just, you just really don't want to, don't want the Raiders to play defense for you this week. <laughs> no, they've, they've moved twice since I made that. So anyway, <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, I have Dallas, Dallas at the top of my avoid list. Not a surprise there. Uh, I'm also staying away from New Orleans, the Jets, surprise, surprise, uh, the Bengals, Patriots, Panthers, Titans, Packers, Falcons, and the Saints. I actually Alrighty. said the Saints um, twice. That's how much I don't want to start them. I haven't at the top and the bottom of my list, so you only get nine. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, you can add one if you want. Um, meantime, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Jen and I have a friendly little competition where we pick the games each week, and when I'm doing well, I keep track and uh, – Yes. Going into last week, I was down two <laughs> games for the season, and uh, as of the uh, as of um, the games last week, I'm now up two games for the season. So, anyway, it was a tough uh, week. Both tough of, week for us. It was. We're both <laughs> only getting about 57, 58 percent picking winners, which gives you an idea of what a topsy turvy season it's been. Either that, or that we're both taking more risk than we should. But uh, anyway, why don't we? We know I'm uh, a risky picker. <laughs> well, there's certain things that I can take to the bank after 10 years. I know there's certain teams you're always going to pick, no matter how dire their circumstances, and certain teams you'll never pick, no matter how favorable their circumstances. So, just never going to pick Atlanta. Never going to do it. But we do have a, uh, have a an almost full plate of like, games. Uh, Miami and Jacksonville. I do love an underdog. Among love others. an underperforming quarterback. <laughs> All right, well, we should have quite a few of those for you this week, so why don't we get to it? I'm ready. Um, I already sold you on P.J. Walker as an XFL 5-0 and undefeated quarterback, so here we are. We sold him on <laughs> me if he starts, but I'm not convinced that he will, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> Thursday night game, I like both of these quarterbacks, uh, Arizona at Seattle, pretty much any game involving NFC West teams not called the 49ers has been pretty exciting and the crucial four points this uh, season, especially the intra-division games, the intra-division games, and I think this one will be no exception. Even though it's a short week and all, I think uh, 
Seattle has been banged up on defense most of the season. Arizona gives up lots of points to good offenses. So I think this will be a back-and-forth game, but I think Arizona will prevail by a field goal at the end. I don't think they'll need a, a Hail Mary at the end, even though that was a wonderful sight. But I'll go with Arizona 34 and Seattle 31. Yeah, with a short week, two great teams. These offenses are very explosive. Uh, I, I like Russell Wilson cooking. I like what he's doing. Kyler Murray is just unbelievable right now. Um, but Arizona, I think, is just riding a little higher. They're coming off at Hail Mary, just incredible victory. And Seattle, they don't they don't have anyone to play center. They don't really have a secondary. Things are, are a little bleak, and despite that, they still find ways to win. I just think that they're going to be outmatched uh, and outgunned a little bit this week. I've got Arizona winning 30-24 just because I tend to be a little conservative on Thursday night games of scoring. It's just something about them that screws with me. Uh, it's strange this week. or I mean, this season, by and large, you can't go wrong taking the over in games, but on the other hand, I think uh, – um, Cleveland had uh, the lowest point total for a, a winning team this past week since, you know, like four or five years ago. But, of course, the weather played a big part in that. But anyway, it's just yeah, I got to say that I would have liked that game to hit the over, but nope, nope, wasn't going to happen. <laughs> Hopefully the weather right, is, is a little better this week. I'm tired of seeing 50-mile-an-hour 50, 50 wind gusts and missed kicks. I could do without that. Okay, well, Next up, we've got uh, Houston um, hosting New England, so you probably won't see either 50-mile-an-hour winds or 50-degree uh, or temperatures. 50 points by your but, team? Um, yeah. <laughs> probably not 50 points by either. I think you'll get 50 points combined, barely, but uh, not by much. Yeah, I mean, just, New England, do you think they're uh, for real after these last couple of games, or is this a mirage based on playing two, uh, you know, Two teams that New England, uh, aren't New England is definitely not now. for real. They're definitely not for real. Camden's coming back to earth. I, I spent too much time buying weird hats for his post-game press conferences. Uh, I think Bill Belichick has, has done a great job of summoning the weather gods and, and finding different ways to make this team work, but it's still Cam Newton under center. He's gone three weeks without throwing an interception, which means he's already living on borrowed time, and I think this week he's going to return to form, which is mediocre, unfortunately, for New England. All right. Well, I agree on the winner. I don't, or at least I think we do, but uh, I'm not so sure <laughs> about uh, what we agree on Cam Newton. I think he'll have a decent game, but I just think Deshaun Boston is a better quarterback uh, with some better uh, surrounding talent at the skill positions. And I'll go with uh, the hometown uh, Texans by a field goal, 27-24 here. Yeah, I'm, I also think the Houston Texans are going to score 27 points. However, I think they're going to have a much larger margin of victory. I've got New England only putting up 17. I am I'm not optimistic about this team. Um, their defense is recovering from having COVID go through it. That's nice, but this Houston offense is going to be a lot harder to contain, especially with it not raining on them. So uh, I don't feel good about New England's chance. I mean, what do you make of that victory against the uh... – Ravens, where the Ravens just, you know, that was a, you know, their their down game for the season, or are they just not as good as we think they are, or what do you think happened there? I'm I'm a little worried about both Baltimore and Tennessee. Uh, I I I think Baltimore's come back to earth a little bit, and I don't know if if they were entirely prepared for that. I think that it it was a product of having a bit of an off week. They've been very distracted with 
you know, defenses calling out their plays and this and that. But I think the weather was a big factor too. And I just, I, I think they're going to bounce back. But both Tennessee and Baltimore, I think, are really hitting a, a lull that I don't think we expected either team to go through. Well, the good news is one of them is probably going to win this week since they're playing each other, although if Donovan we're, we're have, so. will tell you ties are always possible, but we'll see. Yeah, so, Donovan, the czar of ties. <laughs> yeah. So um, before we visit the tie store, let's go to uh, Carolina where the Panthers, <laughs> one of Blue's um, rooting teams, are hosting the Lions, yeah. another team that Blue roots for. So, um, for him. Not quite, you know, this is a tough game for him. I'm not quite sure what to make of the Carolina quarterback situation. I'm guessing it would be Teddy Bridgewater, but even if it ends up, um, you know, being P.J. Walker, I think that um, that, um, that Carolina has uh, just a little bit more of a defense than the Lions do at this point. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, Carolina to win this in a mini shootout, but I'll say Carolina 30, Detroit 24. Okay, we're, we're thinking along the same way. Um, I just I think this Carolina offense is a little more explosive. We also haven't – it's been a couple of weeks since we've seen Matt Stafford make it through an entire game. Um, to some injury, they seem pretty nonplussed about, which is good and fine, but um, that Carolina defense is going to be in his face a little bit. So I've got Carolina sneaking one out here, 27-24, regardless of who's under center. I still think there's going to be a lot of Mike Davis in this game as well. Okay, next up we've got uh, uh, my hometown team here, even though I don't root for them, the Eagles traveling to Cleveland. Um, They opened the season in Cleveland eight seasons ago. Don't ask me why I remember that, but I do. But um, and I think they actually won that game, but I don't think that's going to happen this time. I think Baker Mayfield will have a decent game against uh, Philadelphia secondary. I was surprised they weren't able to get more pressure on Daniel Jones. Um, I was too past week, but uh, I think with Nick Chubb back and just, you know Baker Mayfield now used to not having uh, Odell Beckham Jr. around, I think uh, that uh, Cleveland will win this one fairly handily. I'll go with. Uh, Cleveland 30, Philadelphia 21, and hopefully that's just not wishful thinking on my part. Well, if it is, I'm also drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, I'm, I'm also concerned that we have gotten this far and probably a couple more games where we're in agreement. So we'll see how uh, episode 200 is going to break down. Um, but I also have Cleveland won this game. I've got them winning 28-20. I, I, just, I think there's a lot to be concerned about in Philadelphia. Um, injuries, coaching, play of pretty much every position. The fact that they didn't show up in that Giants game last week does not instill a lot of confidence for this week. I think Baker Mayfield's going to wake up feeling dangerous, and Nick Chubb's just going to look even more dynamic. And uh, it's it could be a long day for this Eagles team. And just anybody, in case anybody out in the audience is uh, curious, uh, I have agreed on uh, every game in a week exactly once in the 200 shows. So. Yeah. And I think that was in a bye week where there were six teams off. So, But even getting us to agree on 13 games is a pretty monumental feat. So I think it it's is. pretty likely we'll disagree on something before very long. It made long. us both very yeah. nervous, just for the record. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Actually, I, I think I have a game picked out that we'll uh, disagree on. We'll see if uh, if I'm right or not. But uh, on the first one, I'll disagree on. So. 
anyway, I think even with your uh, your um, fandom with uh, Jacksonville, I think another cat team, but I think they're going to come up short against the Steelers. Uh, Steelers, I think, you know, didn't look too impressive against the Cowboys. They've got things back on track this past week. I think that continues this week. I'll say uh, Pittsburgh, even on the road, uh, wins handily. I'll say uh, Pittsburgh 35, Jacksonville 24. And the biggest mystery for me is if uh, Pittsburgh will score more points with their ground game or their passing game. But uh, either way, I think you can't go wrong uh, loading your um, your roster up with as many, uh, your starting lineup with as many Steelers as possible this week. Yeah, I mean, I can I can make a case for a whole lot of things to happen, but even I cannot make the case for the Jaguars to beat the Steelers this week. I, I can't do it. I tried. It's just, it's not a thing. Um, I I don't necessarily think Pittsburgh's the best team in the league, despite being the only undefeated team, but this is not going to be the week they fall from the undefeated ranks. Uh, I have them winning pretty handily, 31-20. to 20. Uh, I'd love to be wrong about this, but I just don't see a way that's going to happen. <laughs> okay, next up we've got um, the two teams that Jana mentioned before as uh, being somewhat uh, – disappointing, you know, good teams that have struggled Confusing. in the middle of the season. I guess there's something to be said for not peaking too early. Neither of these teams have that problem, but uh, Tennessee and Ryan Tannehill traveling to Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. I'll say that uh, talent wins out here and that Baltimore is able to regroup. I'll go with uh, Lamar Jackson and crew. Not sure who's going to be spearheading that running attack with uh, Mark Ingram back now and J.K. Dobbins and uh, and uh, yes, Edwards still in the mix, but I'll go with uh, Baltimore by touchdown. Baltimore 31, Tennessee 24. I've, I've got a bit of a closer game. Uh, I think both teams are going to look a little more like themselves, um, but obviously somebody has to win unless, you know, you're the Eagles and you want to tie. But someone's going to win this game. I have it being a very close. This is going to be a great one to watch, I think. I've got Baltimore winning 28-27. Bit of a barn burner out there. Not so much like their uh, playoff meeting last year. Okay. Um, next up, we have a game between two teams that are not going to be playing uh, past the first week of January. And the only reason they're playing in January is because the season ends on January 3rd, I think. But um, Cincinnati yeah. traveling to Washington. Uh, both of these quarterbacks are, you know, are having uh, decent seasons. You know, one obviously uh, in the beginning of his career, the other in the later stages of his career, but still fun to root for Alex Smith as he's come back from that awful uh, gruesome knee injury from a couple of years back. But uh, I think the hometown uh, football team is going to eat one out here. I'll go with the, the uh, I almost called them the Redskins, uh, the football team <laughs> by a field goal. I'll go Washington 30 and Cincinnati 27 in a game that should have plenty of scoring. Yeah, this is, it, it's going to be a good game. Um, you know, maybe not the best defensive matchup we've ever seen, but Joe Burrow, I, I feel terrible because he's out there. He's working so hard, and he really deserves to win more games than he, he has. Um, but I think Alex Smith's finally going to get a win as a starter under his belt. I mean, man, did they give that one away last week. <laughs> that was tough to watch. But uh, the Washington football team is going to bounce back this week. Uh, their defense is going to keep a minute. But I have them winning uh, a little a little less scoring than you, but pretty close. I've got them winning 27-23. Okay, that was actually the game I thought we were going to, the first game I thought we were going to disagree on. 
Um, I know. Next game, I'm pretty sure we're going to agree on because it involves Atlanta, and I know you never yep. pick Atlanta, and I'm picking against them, so that's pretty. Death, taxes, and not but, picking uh, the Falcons. These are our certainties in life. <laughs> and uh, Atlanta, I think they're going to give a pretty good show on offense, but I think even without Drew Brees, Janice Winston, you know, or Taysom Hill, whoever it is, and the Saints are going to have more than enough offensive firepower and just a little bit of defense um, is more than Atlanta has. So I'll go with the final score of uh, the uh, Saints 35, Falcons 28. I've got the Saints winning 31-27, and I think it's that close just because I truly believe Jameis Winston's going to give it at least one pick six. He's very good at throwing guys that are not on his team. Um, we've seen that time and time again, and he didn't really light the world on fire when he came in last week. I would much prefer to see Taysom Hill under center, but I understand that this offense probably works a little better with his dynamic out there uh, as as more of a change of pace. So it's uh, it's going to be a closer game than it should, but Atlanta's still not going to win this game. Okay, this is uh, starting to scare me. Eight games down and yeah. only six to go. We've, we've gotten to, our, as I like to think of them, the afternoon games now. And if they could tell the schedule makers that the Masters was on every Sunday so we could get a little bit more in the back end of the day, I'd really appreciate that. But, you know, at least there's five games this week or four games this week. That was uh, strange last week with, what was it, five early games and six late games. That uh, that doesn't happen often, but uh, hopefully neither does COVID. But, uh, you know, I'm getting all thrown off by, you know, Kentucky Derby being run in October and the Masters in November and just, yeah, I don't, I don't know what we're doing. I lost all sense of time. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, we missed we missed our, our Halloween episode. We were all out of swords, so we're definitely going to hit our turkeys next week. But beyond that, it's it's a real crapshoot, guys. <laughs> okay. Speaking of uh, turkeys, um, we've got the Jets um, traveling to the you know, Southern California to take on the Chargers this week. It's the Kalen Balazs revenge game, although a lot of games are revenge games for him since he's bounced around the league so much. But uh, this one is a a more recent revenge game. Yeah. Not sure uh, who – presumably he'll be their lead running back, but they've still got uh, a couple of other guys in the mix. But uh, I'll say that regardless of that, I think they're going to win this game based on Justin Herbert and the – passing game more so than the run game. But uh, I'll go with the Chargers to win this final score. Chargers 30, Jets 21. Okay, we're, we're pretty close. So our streak continues. Um, it's uh, it, The Chargers are too good of a team to have lost as many games as they have. Uh, and I think this, this Jets coming to town, this matchup is going to be just with the doctor order to kind of get things back on track. I think that that whole Chargers offense is going to have a good day. Justin Herbert, especially. Joe Flacco doesn't really scare a lot of people. Um, Joe Flacco going to the West Coast with some injuries on that on that Jets team. It's it just nothing to strike fear in the heart. So I've got the Chargers winning 31-20. So we're we're pretty much right along the same line. Give a point, take a point. Um, yeah, yeah. So. Miami at Denver. Um, this game I went back and forth on a little bit, but I think you've sold me on the, the Tua Tago Violoa experience. Yeah, yep, there and, you go. Uh, and I think Miami is going to win this 
um, by a field goal, even though they're on the road in the same era. But I'll go with uh, Miami to win there. I think it would be six game in a row. I'll say Miami 24 and uh, Denver 21 is Miami going to have been on the, the uh, idle bills. Yeah, yeah, I I I agree with you. Tua is going to be four and zero undefeated as the starter for the Dolphins. I still dearly miss Ryan Fitzpatrick and wish he was a Cowboys quarterback, but can't have everything we want, unfortunately. Um, this is a uh, more a, a tougher matchup, I think, defensively and conditions-wise. Certainly going to be cold, like you said, they're up a mile high. Uh, so it's it's going to be different conditions than he's been accustomed to, but I think he'll do all right. Uh, and having Drew Locke injured certainly doesn't help anything for the Broncos. I've got uh, the Dolphins winning 27-21. Okay, that brings us to your favorite team, the Cowboys, uh, traveling mm-hmm. on the road to Minnesota. And Minnesota always seems to kick away a game or two each season that they should win and a little worried about them doing that this week. On the other hand, they seem to have righted the ship the last three weeks and they're definitely headed in the opposite direction of the Bears as we saw last night. But uh, I think Minnesota is going to hold it together just enough to win this game. It won't be uh, pretty, it won't be easy, but I think the the flying Dalvin Cooks, as you referred to them before, will beat the not quite (laughs) flying uh, Ezekiel Elliott's by a final score, 28 to 20. Yeah, I mean, the the Vikings defense is poised to give up points. The problem is that right now the Dallas offense is just not designed to actually score all that many. Um, there's just been too much upheaval, and uh, every week's a new quarterback. This offense can't get anything going. I would love to for this to be – you know, a bit of a trap game. I, I've found ways to try to talk myself into that. But as long as Dalvin Cook is on the field and, and moderately one piece, I find it hard that uh, Dallas can, can score more points than Dalvin Cook as one single human being can score. So if for some reason he doesn't play, maybe he gets a COVID or something, maybe, you know, he magically has a baby we don't know about. For some reason, he doesn't play in this game. Dallas has a chance of winning. Otherwise, Dalvin Cook's on the field. But pretty slim to none odds there. I've got the Vikings winning 30-20. to 20. Okay. And it's, it's kind of weird. I just noticed, too, in past seasons, it seems like oftentimes the teams that are hosting the Thanksgiving Day games get to play at home the Sunday before, too, just because of it. I don't know. It seems like often it works out that way, but the season yeah. just threw a quirk in the schedule. All three of the teams that are hosting Thanksgiving games oh, are right. on the road this week, so make of that what you will. Yeah, yeah it could be... Uh, right, only three games be... left for us to disagree on, so we're in the home stretch here. I know, I'm nervous. I'm very nervous. It's been very okay. uneasy when we I, I don't think watch. I'm going to fail you on this one either, though, because I know you're a big Aaron Rodgers fan, and there's just no way I can pick Philip Rivers over Aaron Rodgers, even if I like NBC fans a little bit do. more than Green Bay. Very tough. But, but um, I'm going to go with the Aaron Rodgers is 30, and uh, the Philip Rivers is 27. As uh, Indy uh, suffers a setback after their uh, Thursday night upset last week. Yeah, I just, oh, God, that Thursday night game I still haven't gotten over. Um, no secret, big Aaron Rodgers fan. Uh, I have to atone for my sin of picking against him last week. 
although I was almost right. I'm just hanging on to that. You know, almost really doesn't count because we're not playing horseshoes, but God, we almost had it. Um, I am going to to right the ship here, right my wrongs. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers and the Packers to win 33-24. At this point, it's really Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams beating the Colts, but, I mean, they're scoring a lot of points. There's a lot of offense on the field this week. Okay. Next up, we've got the Sunday night game, Kansas City traveling to Las Vegas, and this actually was a tough game for me. I, I know that it most was. people will probably just yeah. reflexively pick Kansas City, but I'm actually quite impressed by the the, the Chuckies, especially on the offense this season. The defense isn't world beaters, but Kansas City, on the other hand, doesn't look like they're quite themselves yet either this season. So I'm going to uh, pick a bit of an upset here and go with the uh, Las Vegans at uh, the Las Vegans at home. I'll take. Uh, Las Vegas 31 over Kansas City 30 in a slight upset. Okay, so we're finally going to disagree on one, which normally this would be reversed, and you'd be taking the Chiefs and I'd be taking the Raiders. Uh, and I do I do love me some Chucky and Spider 2Y Banana and all the shenanigans that go along there. But Andy Reid off a of bye week is almost unstoppable. He might look like a giant killer tomato and his mask is all fogged up. All of that good stuff, but uh, Kansas City coming in, uh, I, I think even kind of, it's not a huge road game, but on the road in, in Las Vegas, I think it's going to be a much better Sunday night game than we've seen in a while. I've got Kansas City winning by a field goal, 34-31. Whew, we yeah. finally got one. Yeah, I was getting nervous there for a bit, and now just for good measure, I'm going to pick the visiting team in the Monday night game, where I'm going to pick the Rams, who've been up and down all season against uh, Tampa Bay, who's also been up and down all season. But since Tampa Bay was up last week, then uh, they may be down this week, um, just the way their weeks seem to flip-flop. But uh, I think they'll do quite well on offense. I think now with Antonio Brown integrated into that offense, of course, with the latest news, who knows how much longer he'll be on their active roster. But uh, I'm going to say Jared Goff has a big win. Yeah, against uh, Tampa's secondary, it's missing at least one starter. So I'm going to go with uh, the Jared Goffs, uh, 34, and uh, Tom Brady, 31, even though I have no idea who's going to get the most carries for the, the Rams this week. Yeah, the running back by committee is a real mystery. Um, thank goodness I picked the Chiefs because I also picked the Rams. And if I hadn't talked myself out of picking the Raiders this week, we would have not disagreed on a single game. So there's no way that I can overtake you this week the way that we're picking. But I'm also picking the Rams. I just I, – I don't love this Tampa Bay team. I just – there's too many questions, too up and down. I just – I don't – I just – I don't like it. I don't feel good about it. Um, I think the Rams and Aaron Donald and that defense is going to – is going to shake up Tom Brady a little bit. And even though they're in prime time and they've changed their schedule this week, so they play better in prime time and all the, all the travel woes of last week, I, I just it, enough, just, just come out and play good football or don't like, I just, I, I have no idea what this team's supposed to be, but I'm taking Jared Goff to win 31, 24 over the old uh, travel, the Tom Brady is at home in prime time. So. The Chucky Revenge. Oh no, it's not a Chucky Revenge game. When I'm still thinking they're the Raiders. L A R. You're just you're just really into the Raiders this week, and I'm not mad about Apparently. it. Uh, just, 
briefly before we wrap it up, a couple of value picks for your daily fantasy teams this week. Um, I'm, I'm liking Teddy Bridgewater or P.J. Walker. If you're really looking to take flyer, you want to get crazy, and P.J. Walker starting this week, I would start him in a daily fantasy play, pick. All right. The price is going to be right. Uh, Alex Smith, probably a more reasonable, saner option for most people. Joe Burrow is also uh, a good value as well. At running back, Damian Harris out in New England, DeAndre Swift, Naheem Hines, and J.D. McKissick, all good options. Wide receiver, Jacoby Myers, Willie Sneed, uh, Chief Claypool, and T. Higgins. I'm recommending an awful lot of Patriots for somebody who's very down on them. Uh, but they're just priced so well. At tight end, T.J. Hawkinson, Dalton Schultz, and Logan Thomas. And defensively, the Browns, Jets, uh, Dolphins, and the Falcons. If you're looking for stacks to play this week, like I said, New England, I don't think you're going to win the game. But... Value-wise, the price is right there, the Falcons, Panthers, and the Saints. Uh, so that brings us to the end of the show this week, uh, 200. We've been doing this since 2010. Thank you so much, Sherpa, for bringing me along on this crazy ride and all of you guys for hanging out with us. Hopefully we're doing another 200. How do you feel about that? You and Blue in for it? <laughs> um, I am. I'm not sure if Blue will be, but uh, I'll talk to him after the show. But, uh, no, I just it's been a lot of fun. It's been a really fun yeah, great ride, and uh, yeah, let's let's go for another 200. And, uh, I like it. I like it. So everyone... fun and life and yet informative. Yes. Yes. Stick around uh, so that you can check in for show 400 with us. Uh, as Sherpa said, we like to like to keep it light. We're giving a little break from the world. Everything out there is uh, heavy, so we're just trying to steer you here to victory. You can find us next week. We'll be back at our usual time for episode 201, uh, <laughs> Tuesday night at 8:30. Uh, we'll be giving you our Thanksgiving turkeys and our pardons, which is always a good time. So definitely stick around for that. You can find us all week long all over social media and, uh, of course, anywhere you find podcasts if you miss an episode. So thanks so much for listening, guys. Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.